Hey, Jathu Sabit, and welcome to the podcast that brings a little bit of fire, a little bit of vice, and, and a, a whole lot of Ecuadorian spice. Today, we're going to be talking about spice up your life. <laughs> Raising biracial children. Um, this came about because someone told me, being Ecuadorian, that my daughter wasn't considered biracial. Because my husband's white and I'm Ecuadorian, all of a sudden that doesn't count as being biracial. I know I mentioned that on the last episode. So we started talking a little more about this and also about when I had to put my daughter in school about the school forms, all the medical forms, how they, you have to pick something. You have to like click on a square. You have to pick what you are and all these background things. And one of the things was white, not Hispanic, and then Hispanic. Being that I have no idea, she's my first child, I asked my sister, she's like, click both. You know, she's white and she's Hispanic. And I'm like, well, that's kind of like redundant, why not Hispanic and Hispanic? But I also ask you, you know, like, how do you do your forms? Because I, I've never even, I don't even know what the difference is. It was like, pick a background, pick a race, pick a color. What are you, your nationality, origin? I have no idea. There was like so many questions that, you know, a lot of like things that started like building up. Like, does yeah. does my child, my little child, need all this right now? Yeah. Well, I think uh, they're gonna make you fill those forms out to just get used to being completely annoyed, right? Um, and when it comes to you know Hispanics having to click boxes, we can cover ourselves like at a different episode. But for the children, um, I I always make sure that they're Hispanic and they're black. And if there's other in the checkbox, I always click other. Have you ever felt inclined not to answer? Yes. There was a point where I would say, you know, because it's always optional, right? But they say some paperwork says they'll fill it out for you if you don't fill it out. Exactly. Like when I went to something for myself, I had to click. Otherwise, if you didn't click, because now it's all in the laptop. If I didn't click on it, it wouldn't let me go through it. So I'm like, but what? I don't understand. Like, you you have to pick either one. Like, okay, you're Hispanic. Yes, I am. Are you white? No, I'm not. I'm tan. So it's like, no, you're you're either black or white Hispanic. Like, you have to click on that one of them. And I'm like, okay, if it's hard for me that I was born and raised in Ecuador, like, how am I gonna do this for my children? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. And I I told you, I think I said it in the last podcast, or maybe before we we started we pressed record, that when I did the paperwork for my son, my mom actually questioned whether or not um, he should be listed as Hispanic. She was like, he's not Hispanic. I was like, yeah, he is. Where He comes from me, so of course he is. Like, I'm so confused. Why do people think that? I, I, don't, I don't know. But, <laughs> but, you know, the boxes don't make sense. They always want to classify Hispanic people based on the skin color, which is very, very annoying and very, very American, I would say. My, they sis- have to know that. my sister told me that you had to do something with like your medical history background. Like, oh, you know, certain people tend to have like high blood pressure. Certain people t- tend to have like headaches or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. Listen, I don't think at the boys and girls club, they really are doing any of that. <laughs> but you said the census. You brought up the census. Oh, yes. Hold on. You oh, you're going to you're going to let me be the smart one today. Well, it's because I think that that makes sense. If they just want to know what category you are, like if you're at the ho- you know the hospital or the doctor's office or whatever, a school, because they want to see like what it, you know what percentage of people are there, what percentage of people have insurance. I don't know. Maybe they just want for research purposes. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's just uh, demographics that they have to grab to make sure that they're meeting their quotas or their goals that have been set. 
do have grants. Sometimes you have to answer to those grants. So when that comes up, you definitely have to capture how many people you're actually helping. And they're always looking to make sure that they're helping a diverse group versus just one. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So anyway, so I'll give you, um, first I was going to start with Loving versus Virginia. But we have a attorney here, so I think I'm going to let her cover that. So I'm going to just say that um, the 2020 census um, reported out in August 2021 revealed that they are um, the population that uh, associates themselves with two or more races has changed consi- considerably since 20, 2010. And uh, multiracial, multiracial population was measured at 9 million people in 2010 and is now 33.8 million people in 2020. That is an increase of 276%. So thank you, Loving versus Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and oh, yes, since you mentioned that, we do have a special guest today. Um, I brought her here because she mentioned that she did ancestry, the DNA test, and I thought that was so interesting. So welcome, my friend, Leslie. Hi. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, talk about my little people. I have three mixed race kids. And like Christy said, I did do Ancestry.com on my oldest two. And their mixed background is phenomenal to me. I love looking at the map. They're Nigerian, English, Jewish, Scottish, uh, Indian, Southern Indian, Northern Indian. Uh, it's just amazing. I love like the mix of them. And I want them to be proud to have that mix and and we kind of promote that throughout our family of like wow this is the coolest thing ever yes uh tell us um you know also another reason that i brought you here is because you were born in a southern state which you don't really i don't know i don't i mean don't quote me if you don't see a lot of mixed races a lot of mixed relationships you you're know, saying don't get offended is that what you just and, said or don't get offended <laughs> but since 2016 political parties happen everything was just more in the open so Tell us, tell us a little more about your experience being from a southern state and, you know, being in a biracial relationship. Yeah, sure. No problem. So I'll start at the beginning. I grew up in the coal mining part of the country, a really small town, um, and it was really literally no diversity, maybe um, a few Indian doctors. But otherwise, like I could count on my hand the number of black people that ever even lived in our town growing up. So then people always wonder, like, how did your family take it when you come home with a black man? Yeah. yeah so that was one of my questions. What was your reaction by your family when you started being in a biracial? And then I want to know his react. Well, well, let me see what what the reaction you had. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I can, I can start at the beginning because to explain where I come from a little bit better is I'm from the Bible Belt like literally no diversity. And then I moved away for college. So I went, um, I'll say to New Mexico to college, it was very diverse. And I had a very conservative worldview up until that point. And college literally like turned me around because I was able to interact with people and see people as individuals versus groups. So I loved going to the frat parties where like there was a lot of people from Mexico there. There were a lot of black people there. Um, it was I just loved it. Like we had I had so much fun. I learned so much and I challenged a lot of my closed minded thinking. So then after I graduated college, I moved to the northeast for my job. 
and I met my husband at a training class, and he's a a black first generation American. He's Jamaican Guyanese, and like the most successful, like great, great guy. So I tell my family like, hey, I want to bring him. We introduce each other to our families very early, like a month into our relationship. Mm. Wait, Ooh. I have a question on that. <laughs> you already got. Yeah, 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 yeah. We maybe it's the same one. Go. Did you tell them he was black? One hundred percent. Well, that wasn't that wasn't going to be my reason. I was I was curious to see how his family reacted. No, his family has always been phenomenal to me. I have to say, like his mom is like my best friend, so she helps take care of our kids. Like she is the greatest thing ever. And I go to her with work questions. She's a great mentor, prayer warrior. Like love her. But her sons are her babies. So my husband did a good job protecting me to make sure that I didn't mess that relationship up in any way. <laughs> um, but like his background is that he was born and raised in, or in the Northeast. And his mom purposefully put him into an all-white school where like he and his brother were, I think, literally the only two black kids in the school. And she says, even to this day, like she did that for a reason, because if he was going to work in corporate America, he's going to be working with white people and white bosses. And he is a successful businessman today. And she credits like making those decisions. So the fact he basically dated a lot of white girls because that was the only option <laughs> that he had up so until he, he went to college. Yeah. So maybe that was his preference, too. I mean, he doesn't have, you know, maybe that he, he'd rather go out with white, <laughs> white women. <laughs> Well, um, we're going to jump all over this place because yeah. I'm going to have to change my question because I, I want to hear more about like, so when he met your mom or your family. Yeah. So there was some mixed reactions from my family. And I tell you that my mom is the reason that I even have um, any sense in my brain because she has always taught us kindness and love above everything else. And I'll tell you like, a quick story. Um, When I was four years old, all I wanted for Christmas was this kid sister doll. It's the like chucky girl version right like oh, that doll that every one. kid wanted right <laughs> so it's the blonde hair blue eyed little overall doll my mom goes to the store we don't have a lot of money and she goes to buy it for me and there are no white dolls left there's only the black dolls and my mom's like whatever that's the doll she wants so my mom four years old christmas i get this doll and that baby was my baby growing up Aww. so my mom like growing up where we grew up we heard the n-word a lot um where then like i'm not talking bad about where i'm from but there are people that use that word which i don't hear as much where we live now um and my mom would never tolerate that she explained what that word was what it meant and and was just like no like we judge people by who they are and she stood by that all around have you guys any had any backlash in your relationship May not mainly from from family but other people that maybe weren't as open-minded for biracial relationships it hasn't been so blatant it was more so in the beginning than now because now we have children and the stakes are higher and you know mama bear will not put up with any <laughs> any nonsense when somebody's messing with your children but when i first started dating my husband um my grandma, for instance, said, oh, it's just a phase. It'll pass. And oh, oh my <laughs> God. A cousin said, oh, I don't mind that you date him. I just feel sorry for your future children. What was the reason behind that? I was like, oh, you mean you feel sorry for black people because poor people treat them like shit? Okay, yeah, that's exactly what you're actually saying. And your mentality that you're passing down generation to generation is actually the problem. But I was like, you shouldn't feel sorry for my children. Because we do live 
in a diverse area um, where they are raised in a school system that looks like the United Nations. That like I love that about this area. And you're raising kids in an area that's infested with like drug addiction and not a lot of opportunity. So like, don't pity my children. Um, well, I'll pray for yours. You pray for mine sort of thing. Well, your, your children are beautiful and they're being raised in a loving home. So you shouldn't be judging. But I actually had somebody say something very similar to me. Um, they, they actually said, um, you know, if you continue to date black men, you, you're going to end up with a black child. And I said, and? <laughs> right. Like, why do what they is make your it, problem? <laughs> why do they make it sound like that's a bad thing? I do not know. I do not know. I just looked at him and I was like, and? Like trying to see what, what the comeback was going to be. And the, the subject was changed. I walked out of the room. I said, Yeah, I, I credit a lot of that with ignorance um, because people learn from what they see on television and rap videos and they think that all black people are gangster rappers and it's like ridiculous but they have no point of reference they don't have black friends they don't have black people that they've actually had conversations with so their worldview is very limited in that way so I kind of give a little bit of leeway with the ignorance but when I try to have a conversation with somebody and they continue to exhibit a level of ignorance then it's it's very very frustrating and and I'll probably just shut the conversation down. Well, being that I'm on the other side of that relationship, you know, my husband's white and I'm Hispanic. Um, by the way, my family loves me, but you know, I never really thought about it. I never really thought about oh, I'm in a biracial relationship. And trust me, I you you know, Yadi knows me for a long time. I've dated every single kind of man out there. Like I'm not in a type. I'm not in a circle or in one group. Oh yeah, she there. was she was out there with everything. <laughs> not shy about trying a little bit of every flavor <laughs> but i was never that was never really in my head oh let me date a black man oh let me date a hispanic man or my parents never cared and like as long as they treat you good and they know like a very strong-minded they're like you're not gonna put up with anything so um another question that i had for you being that you guys do are you guys are very open-minded you especially you like i know you for a long time so how has anyone ever questioned that your kids are yours because they're mixed and because of the way they look? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, my kids kind of maybe even look a little Hispanic because I'll be in, if I'm in them, say, in Walmart with them by myself, there have been ladies that came up to them and spoke to them in Spanish. And the kids are like, huh? <laughs> like so. And then I've taken them to the park before and people are like, oh, there were the lady there. Is, are those your children? Like, I thought you were probably the babysitter or something. Oh my I'm God. like, come on, lady. <laughs> I, I have I have a story. One of my friends, um, she is Hispanic. Her husband's white, and the, ch- the kids look white. And they thought she was the nanny because she was Latina. And they thought, oh, yeah, la niñera. You know, she, she's the babysitter. And then she's like, no, these are my children. And I'm like, do they really, do people really think that you cannot have mixed kids? Or that they can comment on it. Like, just observe and, like, pay attention. Jeez Louise. Oh, my God. Why do people have to guess? I've had people come to me in the grocery store. Is that your kid? Well, I don't know you, Susie. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you asking me these questions? Just trying to pick out some ice cream. But this is how the world is. People just feel like they can just ask you anything. Um, I know that uh, something funny that happened. I brought the kids to Disney, and we were at the pool. And um, I, I, I was just like talking to my mom for a second. So I was just looking at her for a second. And uh, a save, uh, one of those um, 
cool cool people i can't think of the name the lifeguard <laughs> lifeguard there you go <laughs> my mind went completely blank it's so, <laughs> so lifeguard went and and uh, brought my child to a black family and my mom was like go get your kids go get your kids i had to scream over there no they're mine they're mine oh my but gosh. it was like if people just assume People make assumptions. The racial profiling now, not just us, you know, like we they're talked sorting. about. They're now sorting. It's our, our, now they're racial profiling our children. So another question that I had for Leslie was, um, being that we are in a open, everyone's racist now because they don't even hide it anymore. How do you educate your kids on their identity and them being quote unquote different or biracial? Yeah, no, this is this is a great question. And this is a point of education for white parents out there of white kids black kids mixed kids black families have to talk about race a lot more often than white families do just because of the dynamics in this country and people may think that's not true but it is 100 true the conversation i will have to have with my son about driving and being pulled over with the by the police is very different than if he were a white child so to pretend that that doesn't exist is crazy and black families don't they have those conversations from the beginning and so we actually did sort of an experiment in our family with my niece when she was born, white, uh, both of her parents are white, rural area. Um, and we talked to her about race from the time she was little. And that's what I think all white parents should do, um, even if their kids are white. And we just explained to her the difference in skin color is based on your heritage and where you came from and your family history and those type of things in a very factual way. Because kids are forming opinions on race one way or another and by not talking about it we're sending a strong message to our kids anyway so white parents in particular need to be really careful in that area and then for my kids like we talk about race and like i said we go to school where there is black white indian hispanic mixed of all different asian like it's a great school system and we love it for that purpose um but so my kids haven't been made to feel different and we do know other mixed kids that have been made to feel different. And you can tell. Like, they, they will talk about it in a different way. And in, in my opinion and in my experience, because, again, I'm on the other side. I'm the mixed part. Um, when I took my daughter to her class, all her friends were white. So she, obviously, she's little. So I don't know, um, that's like a follow-up question to you, you know, like I will ask you again, like, do kids, obviously kids don't Wait, know they're different. I don't get a chance to ask questions. No, no, I'm just saying because <laughs> of what she said about her school and all kids been different and her, and all kids, and they talk up to the kids about, you know, like um, race and stuff. Mine is little. So I don't explain to her, hey, all your friends are white. And that's not something she sees. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you should, you know, you tell your kids and you teach them and you educate them. But at what time, how old, like, like at what age, when will she understand? Right now she goes and she plays. Whoever it is, she doesn't say, hey, mommy, that girl is blonde, you know, and I'm not. She never says that stuff because kids don't know this. Yeah, I think I think right now she's young, so there's no reason to have that conversation. But it's um, in my head. That's why I'm asking you guys for future being on what she said. Does she have to worry about, hey, if you get pulled over because you're Latina, be careful. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's um, I definitely have had those conversations, even um, not just about getting pulled over, but just conversations on if if a teacher pulls you into the classroom, if if a cop comes to talk to you, if I have all kinds of conversations with my kids, they to know that they know what to say. 
Like, you say nothing. You say you were a minor, that you need a parent. You don't say anything. You need a lawyer. Just say lawyer. They have to get you a phone, and you're going to call mama. And, that, and like, we go through this, and we've gone through this conversation. Um, I know that's, you know, 12 and 15, but we've had this conversation. I've had this conversation with them since they were seven. So I think at five was when my son came to me, um, you know, because we live in, in, a, in an area where it's very diverse. Um, he was at the boys club, which is not as diverse, I would say. There's definitely a majority of, of, of black kids there. So he sees people that look more like him. And when I pick him up, I'm not a black mother picking them up. The kids had questions about that. So they addressed it with him. So he had to address it with me. So then he asked me if I'm really his mom. Like then we had this is our conversation started at five. So when you're in a multiracial household, conversations about race are constant. Absolutely. One hundred percent. I mean, my husband and I are, are married, right? And so my kids see a white mom and a black dad on a consistent basis. So I just explained to them, like, your mommy's family is white and daddy's family is black. And you guys are so cool because you get to be mixed. And it's so awesome. And and speaking of loving versus Virginia, like, we talk about that, too. Like, there was a point in time where our marriage would have been illegal. So to me, I don't take it for granted. And that's also one of the reasons that I am more open-minded because I understand that there was a point in time in history when even the Bible was used to stand against our beautiful family. And, and that's absurd to me. Yeah. Well, Trevor Noah had a book and it's called, well, not had, he has a book. And then he's called, um, he's actually illegal. Like what was it? Born a crime. Born a crime because he's biracial and where he was at. So um, we talked about school. You said that your husband was in a, he was the only one in his school. That's how he grew up. Yeah. And then when you had kids, did he, did, you know, I know that you said you were in UN. Did he have input on that? Did he yes. say that's better? He He's hesitant to say either way because he has benefited from the formula that his parents used. Like, we can't deny that, you know, he is successful. So maybe that is the reason why. Maybe it's part of the reason why. But us being both like college educated parents, we really thought about where do we want our kids to go. And we chose a school system that was more diverse and maybe not the absolute best school system because of the diversity. We wanted our kids to be around everybody. So being that your kids are young, do you guys ever think maybe we should switch schools so that they benefit from the education, quote unquote, kind of like, you know, your husband did? Absolutely. This conversation is coming up a lot. We have a lot of um, interracial couple friends and they have kids around our kids age. And we talk about this all the time. And then one of our friends has said to us, you know, if all of us leave and go to these other neighbor, these other towns that have the better school systems and the higher taxes, then this town is never going to get better. Like we need to stay here and continue to bring people like us in to make the school system better. So you're picking intellect over... I mean, you're picking no. being social and being more like an kind of like grow up in a more open-minded environment rather than the intellect aspect of it. Yes, because we feel like elementary school age in particular that it's all the same. <laughs> I'm like, we could be wrong, <laughs> but I mean, we I went to public school and I turned out just fine <laughs> in theory. <laughs> eh, you're okay. You're all right. <laughs> um, all right. So have. You said, so has your, so your kids have never questioned whether or not you were their mom. 
No, they've never questioned whether I'm their mom or not, but we literally talk about it all, all the time. I don't hide anything from them. We talk about the civil rights movement. We talked about George Floyd. We talk about it all. And they're only six and five years old. And then we have the baby. And we, we don't hesitate okay. to talk about it. So so five is a good age to start talking about it. Have, have uh, your kids or any of either of you, obviously you said that your kid, you know, his friends were questioning. Um, if you were the mom, how about you? Did you did had any of your their friends made a comment about being the way they look, quote unquote, being different? Not to my knowledge, but like I said, we have a lot of mixed race friends and family, even on our street. Um, and I actually think it's good for the white kids that live on our street to see our family. Like we we want to educate everybody, and we don't like I don't care to put myself out there in that way because I feel like it is my responsibility as a white person. Black women in particular have carried the burden forever in this country. And white women kind of, like, we fail a lot. We benefit from all of these social justice movements more than black women. And until we get our act together, there's still a lot of education that needs to happen. Yeah, the women's movement happened because of So you accredit mainly everything that you are open-minded because you were in school away from your hometown. Do you think that if you had stayed with your family, do you think that that would have influenced you date the, your dating life? I'm sure it would have. I mean, I was going away to college no matter what. So, <laughs> and my my mom was adamant. <laughs> my mom was adamant because she was a teen mom, so there's a lot of stigma involved there, and she was adamant that she's like, "You're smart. You're going to college." But she herself has always been very kind and open-minded, and she gets a lot of flack in the town that I'm from for her thoughts and views that she's too liberal, too open. And I'm like, no, she is kind and loving. And to me in in the Bible Belt and Jesus and God, like that's the crux of it. Love is the crux of it. And if we let people be themselves, the world is a better place. That's what I don't understand. If, if, if God, if we're all God's children, right? If that's what, you know, we were all raised that way. Um, where does the hate come from? Because my understanding, the Bible doesn't tolerate hate. It's love. And all it teaches is a lot of love and love each other and treat each other right. So where does the hate come? Shouldn't shouldn't that be like addressed? If you have any hatred and in anything in your heart, then you can't possibly be walking right. It comes back to what she just said. The kids don't know. Hey, don't be in a biracial relationship. Hey, your 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 friend is a certain race or he looks a certain. Kids don't know. Like I see, like you said, my child is very little, so I see all she does is play. She doesn't see color. She doesn't see. She doesn't understand it. So yeah, I also do understand that they little kids or all the kids that are a little older they learn hate from their parents. Yeah, you learn or hate. from their environment. That's what I was referring to to you to the question saying if you stayed where you were, even though what your your mom's thinking was completely different than the people around her. So you would have grown up still very open-minded. I would like to think so, but um, I don't know for certain because I, it did take a lot of growth um, throughout the years. I'll t- this is not race-related, but it is relevant. Um, when And this is an embarrassing story on myself, but in the spirit of vulnerability, when I was in high school, I played basketball, and we had a referee who we all loved. She was the fairest, best referee. We wanted her to ref all of our games. I found out at some point that she was a lesbian. Now, granted, I'm raised in the Bible Belt. It is wrong. Like, everybody was going to hell, and you, like, believe this in your heart. And so I said something in front of my mom, like, ooh, I don't even want to touch the ball after she does. And my mom, I'm surprised she didn't slap me, but she was like, I never want to hear anything like that come out of your mouth again because she is the same person today 
as she was yesterday. You just learned something about her personal life that is actually none of your business. And I still didn't get it at that time, but like over the years, like it started to click. Like my mom is the is the genius in all of this, and everybody else can go pound sand because she didn't tell you to judge someone by what they look like or what their preference were. She was just teaching you. You already loved her. What what makes her different now that she has a different preference and you know boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, you know? So it is mainly our job as women, as moms, you know, to raise our mixed kids in a world where they don't feel different but they all feel empowered they all feel like they're loved and they shouldn't also themselves not judge other people by the way they look like absolutely yeah i totally agree with that an inclusive world but there's no reason to be putting anybody nobody's at any level we should all be at the same level we're all striving for that i know i understand that but um Thank you for being here. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I just like I don't want to paint a bad picture of my hometown necessarily. Like people, when I post a picture on Facebook of my kids, like everybody's like, "Oh my God, the most beautiful children in the world." But at the same time, they're posting things that like white privilege doesn't exist, and <laughs> it irks me to my bones. And I know that they are good, kind-hearted people. I just wish that people would take a step back and try to use empathy. Like, walk, try to walk in somebody else's shoes, and then that's the only way you're going to see. All right. So that's the time that we have for our show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. And um, please, guys, don't forget to check out our website, www.edwardrickandspice.com, and follow us in social media. Have a buen dia. Y ahora para los afterthoughts. My 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 afterthought today was being that we're talking about mixed kids and as you know, obviously being a biracial kids parents, it's a double standard if I call you um white girl waitress. <laughs> I mean, in my honest, humble opinion, it is not offensive at all and white people need to stop being offended and like sit the mm, down. <laughs> Well, I, I'm going to say Karen's really care about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Karen's, I have a great Karen story. So I feel like I could easily be perceived as a Karen at like all points in time. I'm white with Southern accent, blonde hair. I drive a minivan for crying out loud. So <laughs> I feel like I could always be mistaken as a Karen and I try really hard not to do any Karen things at all, if at all possible. <laughs> was at the playground with my children and there were some kids there and they looked like they may be mixed race and they were eating McDonald's and they left their McDonald's over like in a tree. Like they put their milkshakes literally in this tree and I cannot stand that kind of stuff as a mom. And I think to myself like, well, pre-pandemic, I probably just would have taken their stuff and thrown it away myself and like made a big deal about like, this is what you should do. This is the right thing, but not say anything to them. But I'm not touching anybody's food wrappings or straws or anything post-pandemic. <laughs> so I go to these kids and I'm like, hey, listen, guys, like, I'm not a Karen. Um, my kids are mixed race. They're over there playing on the playground. That's my husband. Like, I promise. But could you please, like, just take your stuff out of the tree and throw it in the garbage? The can's, like, right over there. And they were so great. And they did. But, like, it's a real concern. I never want to be considered a Karen. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so you know, I'm just thinking, like, you have to now – now you guys have to go through life going, listen, I'm about to say something and I'm not trying to be a Karen. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
I sympathize not one ounce with any Karen behavior at all. You're okay with being like, listen, I'll be telling Karen. I'm not being a Karen right now, but. Yes. I would tell Karen to sit down and shut this up as well. (laughs) All right. So that's a little fire. A little voice. And spice up your life. Aww. Aww.